had the opportunity to go on my first ever podcast with my good friend and mentor, Christopher Mona Smith. We basically talked about how I got into fitness, how I started posting on social media, and ultimately how I got to where I am today. So I really feel like for those of you watching right now that are aspiring fitness influencers or online fitness coaches, that you guys will take a bunch of value out of this episode. So without any further ado, let's just jump straight into it. We're live. We're live. All right. You got a Roops in the building? <laughs> Roops in the building to mediate this. Make sure <laughs> uh, this will be fun, bro. Well, cool. Well, let's uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. I'm here with the one and only Conan. How do I say your last name? Katarski. Katarski. All yeah. right. So where where's the origin on this last name? So I always thought it was Polish, but I asked okay. my dad um, a couple years ago, and he th- said it's like Lithuanian. Oh. So I think that's like close to Poland. I'm yeah. not too sure, but it's Lithuanian. Yeah. Hey, oh, there you go. I heard you can actually do this uh, saliva test, where you kind of like spit into saliva, you send it in the mail, and it'll give you like all your lineage. Oh, really? Yes, you should do it. You should see. Yeah, I'm actually really intrigued. I've never tried that before, but it would be cool to know, right? <laughs> For sure. Cool to know. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I wanted to bring you on today because I think your story is just inspiring how you came from absolutely nowhere. If you don't know Conan, you're going to know him real soon. <laughs> Give it a couple months. Uh, this is his breakout year. So you went from, you know, having a dream of chasing social media to growing a social media platform, building an online coaching business that is starting to scale and really just working on the process of getting out of the matrix, as we would say, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try to skip the matrix. <laughs> so right off of the rip, I kind of want to just get, you know, a little bit of your story. Who was the first person to inspire you? And how did you get on this journey of, you know, specifically being in fitness and then taking that social media? Yeah, awesome. So yeah, great question. So all my life, I was really, I guess, a big athlete. I played soccer all my life. And then at the age of around 14, 15, I kind of like, I was a chubby kid growing up. I was like 14, 15. I kind of had my growth spurts, yeah. got rid of most of my baby fat. I still have some of my face but um, yeah when I was 14 15 kind of had a growth spurt um, and I was really into soccer at the time and during the time I wanted to like really get a six-pack right because as teenagers growing up in high school we all want to attract the ladies get a six-pack get big yeah. biceps right so I was just searching on YouTube um, like how to get abs six-pack abs whatever sure. and the first person that actually popped up was Mike Chang from six-pack shortcuts oh, I'm not sure if you remember him yeah, back in like 2012 2013 he was the guy yeah he was the guy I don't even know what happened to him now. Probably disappeared or something. But um, he actually motivated me and inspired me to like start doing the workouts because all his YouTube videos were like at home tutorials, 50 minutes, ab blaster, um, whatever. So literally, I just set it up in my room and just do like follow along type of video type of thing. Yeah. So that's pretty much what got me started into that. How and old then were you at this time? I was 13 or 14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then a couple years later, I kind of kept doing that really inconsistently because I wasn't really seeing the results I was looking for. And at the same time, like I wasn't really consistent with it, just sure. on and off, maybe once every other month, right? Yeah. And then a couple years later, when I was like 15, 16, I was still playing soccer at this time, but um, I stumbled across Christian Guzman's video, ah, Summer okay. Shredding. I think the first ever video I watched of him was in 2015, okay. one of the Summer Shredding series. Yeah. And that just got me hooked. I watched all his vlogs. I watched this full day of eating videos, um, him summing out like the gym, and it really inspired me even further. And honestly, when I was like 15, 16, and 2015, 2016, that's when I actually took the gym a bit more seriously. So I'd say Christian Guzman was the one who consistently got me into the gym, working out, and just like 
started it all for me, to be honest. That's crazy that you say that because, yeah. you know, uh, I think I saw the same. Was it the first or second Silver Shredding series that he did? It may have been the second one okay. in 2015 or yeah. was that the first? No, I think you're right. I think it was right around that time because that's when I was in college playing baseball. Okay. And I saw, you know, Christian Guzman posting his Silver yeah. Shredding class. Yeah. Like, Dude, this is insane. Like, this guy's a beast. I want to be like that. It motivated me. You know, yeah. That's when I started my clothing business and started to get my feet wet with entrepreneurship. But it's funny that uh, those same videos inspired you. That's yeah. that's fascinating. And look at us now. Now we're living in Houston, training at Alpha Lands, seeing him like almost every day. So it's crazy. Yeah, man. yeah. You, you train at his gym. You're, you're immersed in the lifestyle and yeah. you're trying to pick up a bit of uh, clout in the industry. Let's <laughs> let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So you know, going from someone, you know, what, what kind of kid were you in high school? In high school, I was actually really introverted, shy kid. Okay, to this so day, you were, you were playing soccer a little bit on the shy side. I mean, I was playing it like full time. I was playing for like my provincial team. Like in yeah. Canada, we do provinces, not states. Mm -hmm. But I guess I was playing for like the best team in my state. Yeah. I even had a scholarship to play soccer in university, which we can talk about a bit later on. But yeah, yeah like all throughout high school, I was super introverted, super shy. But like soccer was like my main thing, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the social media and the kind of yeah. the shift because, you know, in high school, you were the shy kid, yeah. right? Kind of focused on sports and, you know, your friends were probably the guys on the soccer team. And then going to now being in Alpha Land, and of course, there's lots of other influencers, but now you're starting to get a little bit of clout. People are starting to recognize your name. What is what is that like for you? How are you navigating that? I mean, to be honest, and I think Rupert actually brought this up the other day when we were just hanging out together. I feel like I haven't really changed much despite all the followers I have, like the attention I have. I still feel like I'm the same person. Like, yeah. I'm still pretty quiet. I'm still pretty shy. Yeah. It just, like, don't get me wrong, like, I love having the attention, but if you come up to me, like, at the gym or, like, even, like, whatever on the streets, which doesn't really happen, but let's say it does happen. It's good attitude. I, yeah, I mean, I'm still, like, I like to think I'm still super humble. I don't, like, I feel like most people that know me in person yeah. genuinely like me. Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, I know a bunch of people that once they start getting some attention, they start acting a different way because they feel like, oh, I have X amount of followers. I deserve to be like this, or yeah. you don't deserve to talk to me because I'm on this higher status, right? I feel like, at least for me in this point right now, I haven't really felt that way. So to be honest, I'm still the same person, just yeah. with more followers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Though. Yeah. That's good that it hasn't changed like yeah. who you are because I know you and I both have seen influencers being in the industry and exposed to it you see these influencers have this meteoric rise to fame and they say think success is always going to be easy they think oh I got here so fast like once I want to make money I could do it or once I want to grow again I could do it and it's like they start to adapt this characteristic that success is going to be easy so they can mm -hmm. procrastinate the pain now because when they do decide to do it they'll actually get the growth and I've seen a lot of people fall back on that yeah. and end up becoming oblivious and nobody ever heard of them. Is that something that crosses your mind? Like I said, I'm still the same person, but yeah. I definitely don't want to become that type of person. Like sure. I'm still true to myself. I still like talk to my older friends who Good. supported me since day one. I'm still yeah. talking to my family, my parents. So like I said, I'm still the same person and I like to stay this way as I continue growing and become more successful for sure. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have any problem with that. <laughs> I hope not, man. If I keep my circle nice and small, surround myself with people like yourself, Rupert, all my yeah. friends, I feel like I have a good circle right now that keep me humble, yeah. keep me driven, keep be motivated and um, as long as I don't do something drastically different or yeah. hang out with like 
different people that don't um, maybe see the best for me, then I think I'll be good. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's wisdom, bro. I'm glad to see that. You know, like it, it is a game. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Right. And in the social media world, you do have to be careful and you have to be self-aware of what's going on. So no, it's good to hear that you yeah. have that level of focus. You're going to go far. Let's uh, let's get into some nitty gritty when it comes to like the business side of Instagram. So obviously, you know, you've gone through the process of getting a bunch of attention. Now you're starting to develop followers. I mean, you're almost at 100K on YouTube. By the time most people watch this, you're probably going to be well over that. Right? Hopefully. You're blowing up on Snapchat. You're over 100K on Snapchat. You're blowing up on Instagram. You're making some great connections. How are you translating that over towards monetizing? And have you had any jobs before? Did you work a nine to five? Did you have, you know, the fast food job? Mm. Like I worked at Taco Bell. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a great question. So, um, when I was in university, I just did school full time. Okay. I did social media when I was about 18 years old. Okay. So my first year of university as a freshman, I started posting a bit on social media, sure. just on the side, didn't take it super seriously. And then pretty much when COVID hit 2020 in March, um, I did school online. So I had more time to like focus on my social media. Sure. And I also just got a couple of jobs. So I worked full time at Walmart for a couple of months, which I absolutely hated. <laughs> like full time, I just did not like it. Yeah. I worked at a supplement store as well. And also at the at a, like a gym, like in the at the front desk, just like scanning people in, whatever. So I was working those kind of three jobs. Like, I mean, I was working Walmart full time. I quit that job. Then I did the supplements job and the gym, like part time together at the same time. Um, and at the same time, I was obviously still doing the social media thing. Yeah. And um, actually going back to like when I first started moving here into Texas was in April. And so I was doing like the supplement store, the gym, part time social media. And then I just decided, you know what, it's like my social media is doing pretty well. Um, I wasn't really making a whole lot of money to be honest, but I decided, you know what, so let me just buy a car, drive across the border, come to Houston, Texas, where obviously Christian Guzman, Alf Lenz, yeah. people like yourself, people like Rupert um, are like training at. And that's pretty much what's inspired inspired me to come here. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, like I only have been starting to like monetize my social media following when I joined like MBG in like June-ish. Okay. So it's only been a couple months. Yeah. Obviously I'm still working on it, still yeah. trying to like get my followers and turn them like, or monetize them in some way, turn them yeah. into clients. But I feel like I've done a pretty good job so far. And I yeah. think if I keep learning from you especially, um, I think I'll just continue getting better for sure. Yeah, absolutely bro. And yeah. It's a it's the vision starting to come together. You're like, wow, this is actually like really possible for me to take this to the next level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you first started, it seems kind of overwhelming. Like, oh, how am I going to like, because you see all these people online, super successful like yourself. And it's like, there's no way I could do that. Right. But it's like, when you get your first client, you start seeing that first invoice, making money online. You're like, oh my God, I can actually do this. Right. Yeah. It's like getting your first client. It's like on to the next one. Oh my God, I got two clients. Let me double that. And then let me yeah. double that. So it's like, once you get like start making money online, get your first client, start helping people in a positive way. Mm. It's almost like, oh my God, I just did it. I know I can yeah. do more of it, you know? So it's yeah. like, once you start, once you get your first couple clients, it's like almost like a snowball effect, right? Yeah. <laughs> you get that so, snowball rolling yeah. in the hill and nothing can stop you. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I'm still like working on it, trying to get better every day, but sure. I feel like I have a good kind of momentum right now to just to continue going. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you, Connell. Well, I want to get a little bit into the fact that you had an opportunity to play soccer at university, but you decided not to. Yeah. So basically, 
Um, I did have a scholarship to play soccer. I played there for two years um, in Edmonton, Alberta. I grew up in, or I didn't grow up, but I lived in Vancouver, British Columbia, so the province next to that. I had a scholarship to play soccer there. And this is something I haven't really told anyone before, but when I was there, I actually did not play much at all. Like, I was just on the team. They paid for like some of my tuition, not all of it. And I was just like a bench warmer. Like, yeah. soccer, and it was so depressing because soccer has been like, like I, I wanted to be a pro soccer player. I watched it all my life growing up in Europe and the Netherlands. Um, it's a huge thing there, right? And it's like, I wanted to be like Messi, Ronaldo. I played it every day, playing with my friends before school, during school, after school, um, soccer practice, soccer games. And um, it's almost like a reality check because I know genetically I'm not super gifted when it comes to like my speed or my strength on the ball or like my passing, my vision, whatever. And when I first stepped into university, like on this soccer team, it was almost like an eye-opener to me because I realized I wasn't as good as I thought I was, yeah. you know? And I actually got really depressed. That was like the first time I was living on my own on campus with a roommate. Um, and I thought I was gonna be like a pro soccer player, but then reality kind of like faced me. I was like, I probably, I can't do this, right? Yeah. And then almost like when COVID hit, it was almost like a blessing in disguise because the soccer season got canceled. I could not play soccer anymore, which obviously at the time really sucked, but I almost used that to my advantage like okay you know what I was doing social media on the side sure and we just start doing this, like put more attention into it, almost turn this into like a full-time thing. I've always been into fitness. Like I said, started with Mike Chang and Christian Guzman when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old. And then, like I said, when COVID hits, soccer season got canceled. I use it to my advantage and just almost use it to like excel my whole social media game, my fitness life and everything else, right? So yeah, I haven't really told anyone that, but yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Cause I feel like this opens up, you know, a whole different avenue for conversation because you know I did the college yeah, thing yeah. as well so we kind of have that in common which is cool and I know like my first year of college I had a lot of adversity mm-hmm. you know we can get into my story another time but I feel like everybody in their life has life defining moments yeah. right where something happened that wasn't expected and it leads you down a rabbit trail that most people get depressed and then plateau and go backwards right and so being faced with this situation where you're not playing on the soccer team this was your identity this is who you were this is how you made friends and how you socialized to going from okay this disease came around and now I have to transition from what my life was to where I want my life to be now what was that moment like for you and how did you overcome it yeah so that's a great question obviously looking back in hindsight I feel like everything does happen for a reason but like at the time in the moment you're like oh my god the world's against me I can't believe this is happening to me all this bad stuff is happening and like I said I really tried to like turn that situation into like more of like a positive of thing because ultimately you can't really control many things in life but you can control like the way you react to things mm-hmm. your mindset especially so I feel like I really use that to my advantage and I mean look it's like two years from now living in Houston Texas now talking to you guys doing online coaching and um, honestly I'm not happy like I, I could not see myself doing anything differently like I'm yeah. so grateful this all kind of happened obviously there was a bunch of adversity that did happen but yeah. it led me to where I am today mm-hmm. and um, like I'm just getting started right so yeah. like I said it's a blessing in disguise um, but yeah just the way you react to things happening to your life I think will really separate those who just draw on things and just think why or the world is against them against or for 
versus those who ultimately succeed in whatever they pursue, pursue doing. Yeah. Oh, I love that point. I, I think you perfectly articulated it. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that adversity fine tunes our character. Yeah. And you really don't find out, especially as men, right? You don't find out what you're made of until the odds are stacked against you and you're not supposed to win. Mm. Right? And the fight or flight kind of kicks in and it's like, okay, if I don't succeed, I'm going to be a complete failure, whether that's everybody's going to know that I failed on my dream or I'll never achieve the life that I want to live or something else plays into the decision, making it bigger and huge in your life. It's like those life defining moments where your character is challenged. That's actually where you make the most growth. It's so true, but it's sucks, right? Because no one wants to go through the struggle. No one wants to face adversity, but it's like, if you look at all the successful people in the world, they've all gone through something, right? Um, but it was in their childhood when they were a teenager, whatever, something bad happened to them. And they use that as like, it's like they, they use that as like fuel to like help them source their successfulness. Right. Sure. So definitely what you just said, I definitely relate to that. And I definitely agree as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Great advice. Let's talk about girls. Oh man. We got <laughs> Rupert here. He knows more about girls than I do. Let's, uh, let's talk about girls. So, you know, I think in, in today's society, there's so many distractions, right? Look at this guy. I can't keep it straight. I feel like he's got some good stories for us. You can't oh. share, bud? <laughs> so let's talk about girls, though. So are they a good or bad thing when it comes to trying to build yourself up as a man? Because I feel like this is a topic that gets a lot of attention. A lot of people talk about it. So let's discuss. Let's hear. Yeah. You know, do you think girls are a good or a bad thing? Is it a tough dating space right now? What's your take on it? Yeah, so another great question. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I'm just going to talk based on my past experience. Sure. I can't talk for everyone else, but I can definitely ask Rupert as well. He's probably had more experience than I have. But I mean, I've actually never had a, like an actual long-term relationship before, okay. so I can't really like answer that specific question. Sure. But I mean, ultimately, as males, as masculine men, like I feel like we need, or not need, but like we obviously want girls as well. Like it doesn't hurt to have a girl. Sure. Um, but. I actually never focused on girls. Like I always just did my own thing, and a large reason for that was because like I was never good with talking to girls, and I almost used it as like an excuse, like oh, I don't want to focus on girls. I want to focus on myself. When in reality, I just couldn't really talk to girls, right? Like yeah. I said, I was an introverted, super shy person, and um, I actually made it a goal of mine to like actually start talking to girls a couple months ago. Yeah. November was actually a good month for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I feel like once you like, if you like. Same thing when it comes to like, okay, imagine you want to like focus on your social media the same way you focus on your social media. Like if you truly want to like talk to more girls or get more attention from girls or start going on more dates, you should almost make it like a priority for yourself because I mean, ultimately in today's age, um, girls aren't going to like come to you in person, right? I mean, it's really rare unless you're like some big famous celebrity. Like even then, like most of the time as the male, you, you most likely are going to be the person approaching them instead of vice versa. Yeah. So if you truly do want to like talk to more girls, um, go on more dates, you should be the one um, like going up to them, right? At least from my perspective. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, like I'd love to do more of it. It's like it's 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 fun just like talking to them. But at the same time, I did notice that in November kind of distracted me as well and like kind of like what you said um so i think it has its own pros and cons but i do think that having like a nice long-term relationship especially if the girl is supportive she helps you out um you guys can talk about certain things i definitely think that's the pros outweigh the cons but at the same time if you're just sleeping around trying to like 
fill a void in your life. Yeah, right. I feel like that can definitely be a distraction, Absolutely. especially in like your growing phases of like your online coaching business or whatever business you're trying to grow. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a fine balance. Obviously, have sure. fun, but at the same time, don't get distracted from your ultimate goal, which is obviously um, making a bigger impact on other people's lives, actually like paying the bills and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure if I answered your question there, but that's just yeah. kind of my whole take on the whole no, girl situation. I, I love it, you know, and I feel like I can relate with parts of your story. Like in high school, I was by no means good yeah. ladies. You know, like it was rough. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really even try in the first place, but I didn't have a whole lot of confidence. Yeah, that was pretty much me. Yeah, and then I got to college, and I was a baseball player at the university. Mm. It was like, you know, then you kind of build up a little self confidence, and then you get some experience, you get some reps, in, and then you know, yeah. it's not really much of a problem. But then begs the question: It's like, okay, are they taking away from me becoming the man that I need to be yeah. to accomplish my purpose in life, or are they an asset that's helping me accomplish my purpose in yeah. life? And I feel like in today's dating space, and you know, being 27 and having a little bit more experience in that area, I've seen that the marketplace is not good. Mm. There's a lot of people that are out chasing things yeah. that are very baseless. It's like I want to have a family, right? I want a girl that's going to support my dreams, that believes in me, that encourages me when times are down, that holds me down, keeps me out of trouble, right? I'm looking for wife material, yeah. and I feel like in today's dating space, especially being on social media, yeah. it's really hard to find, yeah, right? Because I feel like a lot of girls put their identity in the followers that they have and the mm. way that they look. It's like, those are nice additions, but I want to know what your character is as a person and the way that you treat others, right? So I think it's, I mean, I like, it's like walking through the woods with a bunch of bear traps is what I feel like dating is now. I love the analogy. That's honestly <laughs> so true. Like you said, it's hard to find like a good woman that'll actually support you, yeah. um, hold you down, like hold you accountable as well. Because like I said, um, it can get really distracting if you're not careful. Yeah. And like I said, like it can definitely distract you from like your ultimate purpose in life. So sure. I think you found the right one for you. Yeah, um, for sure. In my life, like you know, yeah. girls will wreck you or they will build you up. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, I've got someone that's building me up. So yeah. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. One quick thing I do want to mention that again, if you are trying to like pursue something, um, again, don't tr get distracted. Don't focus on like the short-term gratification of maybe mm -hmm. hooking up with the girl over like your long-term, like whatever, like your business, finances, bills, whatever, right? Because that's ultimately, I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like once you have some success in your business, um, I feel like girls are more attracted to that in a sure. way. Instead of you trying to chase them all the time, it doesn't really feel super attractive sure. to them. Women date up on the hierarchy, Yeah. right? It's like, I feel like so many men are like, man, I can't get girls to talk to me. I can't look this. It's like, well, you're nothing. Yeah. You know, like you have to be a guy that a girl wants to step into your frame and be a part of a life that's exciting. Mm -hmm. You don't have something of excitement to offer people. Why would they even talk to you anyway? Yeah. You know, like life as a man is cruel. Like the cream rises to the top. If you want to be the baddest of the baddest, you're going to have to endure more pain and hardships than everybody else to get there. And women want a man that is battle tested and knows that he can take care of her. He can take care of the family. He's going to give her an exciting life. So men need to focus less on their ability to talk to women. And I think take something out of your book, you know, is that build yourself up as a man, create a life that women will be a part of and watch how many girls start throwing 
throwing themselves at you. It, it's easy, and I think it's funny that you said, you know, this last month that you've been doing so well, because it's like, well, yeah, you've built something for yourself. They want to be in your frame. And that's how it works, you know? So I think focus first on building yourself yeah. up, and the women will come, and, and you'll get the experience when the time is right. What a great topic. Yeah, I agree, definitely. I mean, I can tell, I mean, I can say that based on my personal experience. Um, I do think, again, focusing on yourself first is like the best thing you could do for sure. sure. Not just for attracting girls, but just for yourself as well. Yeah. Definitely. Very cool. All right, well, last question here. I know we kind of dabbled a little bit on, you know, who inspired you in the first place and got you to where you want to be. What are some people you look up to now that are, are, are kind of where your focus is on? Is it still Christian Guzman? Is it still the six-pack champ? <laughs> or are you starting to find that you have new mentors in your life that you're looking up to? Yeah, that's another great question. I mean, to be honest, like, obviously with social media nowadays, there's so many people you can look up to. And I do think that the five, I mean, I'm sure you agree with this, like the five people you surround yourself the most with Absolutely. other people you'll most likely be like, right? Mm -hmm. So if you hang around with like losers, you'll most likely end up like a loser. But if you surround yourself with like millionaires, that people that are super successful and people that are doing what you want to do, I think you'll definitely start to become more of that type of person. Sure. And so, like I said, like I don't, on social media, I don't really watch any other people's stories. Like I don't really like look at many other people because it can be very easy to like look at someone super successful and almost like um, compare yourself to them, which again can be very um, detrimental, detrimental, demotivating. Um, so I, like I said uh, at the beginning of today's podcast, I try to keep my circle nice and small. Mm -hmm. So an honorable mention, obviously you, Chris, we talk on the phone every morning, <laughs> the 9 a.m. calls we do just to keep me accountable. Seeing yeah. your success really motivates me as well. Um, but other than that, it's like I don't have many other people who I look up to, to be honest. Like I just kind of like see myself and I know where I want to be and I almost like use my own goals as my own kind of like not really motivation but like almost like like where I want to be like what I want to work towards so ultimately I don't really look at many other people um, I just kind of like focus on myself I know where I want to be but obviously having a good circle of like-minded people around me just helps me keep or just helps me keep me more accountable and helps me push towards like my ultimate goal so yeah, yeah. words of wisdom there Conan thank you man I mean yeah. I tried I tried <laughs> this is packed I mean I, I can think of so many clips we could take out of oh yeah, chop, yeah. But it's golden I, I love kind of sitting down just getting to know you a little bit better yeah. you know hearing what motivates you what drives you the vision that you have for your life to kind of see you know being a little bit older than you on this journey kind of seeing these little pieces fall into place mm -hmm. and it kind of reminds me it's like, oh, I remember when I was at that stage. Mm, yeah. you know, oh, I remember this situation that was similar to that. It's kind of just cool to hear your story and think of some old memories in my life and, and what I've learned. And I'm just excited for you. Like, you know, the growth that you've had in this short period of time can only exponentially increase the more that your skill set grows, the more that you develop, the more that you become confident and convicted in what you're providing. It's going to be really exciting to see what you do in the next couple of years. Before we kind of wrap this up, I'll give you an opportunity to ask some questions but what's two pieces of advice for young kids that are looking up to you, Conan, being like, man, I want to be in his shoes in the next year. This is where I want to pursue a career. What's some advice that you could give to them that maybe you wish you knew when you first started? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's a really difficult question, to be honest, because like I said, only like 
two years ago, I did not expect myself to be in this situation right now. So, and like, to be honest, like I said, I think everything happens for a reason. So even if you are facing adversity right now, um, again, I truly think that whatever is happening to you right now is happening for a reason. And if your mindset is just positive all the time, I really think it'll help you going to where you want to be. But I mean, like I said, like, it's hard to tell, like, especially like when I was like 18 years old, again, I was not expecting to be in this situation right now, talking to you, training at Alphalands, living in Houston, Texas, being around all these people. So I almost feel like just enjoy it, figure out, like really try to figure out what you want to do and try not to force anything because I feel like if I, if I really wanted to be a pro soccer player, I probably would have still tried going on trials, practicing every day. But I mean, ultimately it's like, in hindsight, I don't really think I would have been a soccer player. Yeah. But if I kept trying to achieve this unrealistic goal, I would not be sitting where I am today, right? So I feel like, don't try to force anything. If something happens, for example, the disease we talked about, yeah. don't dwell on it, use it as like, okay, this happened, it sucks, I can't play soccer anymore. Let me try doing this instead. Or maybe something happens in your life, it may not be like nice to you right now, but almost like, again, use it to your advantage. Don't try to force anything. And almost like kind of like go with the flow because ultimately, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And as long as your mindset is like positive, it's strong, I feel like that'll take you really far in life. So again, always positive. Let things happen the way they happen. And I feel like you'll just end up where you're supposed to be. Yeah, great advice. Yeah. Stay positive is key, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially nowadays with all these things going Going on being positive is like one of your greatest assets. Not, 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 not a lot of people talk about this, but like your mindset is really such a huge thing because I mean you can have the best physique in the world, but obviously we know a bunch of bodybuilders who are super jacked, but they have still have depression or they still are kind of like down on themselves. Yeah. But I really feel like the people that are like happy with themselves and are most successful are the ones that have a strong mindset. So I think that's my biggest piece of advice: just always stay positive, no matter what happens. Take care of your mental health, folks. Definitely. 100%. Well, Conan, an absolute pleasure, bro. I had a blast. Hopefully, everybody else is tuning in. I don't know if this is going to be on YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram. Maybe bro. everywhere, dude. It could be <laughs> everywhere. Before we finish off, where can we find you on social media? Instagram, at Conan Katarski. Snapchat, Conan Katarski. TikTok, Conan. YouTube, Conan Katarski. So just search out my name on any social media platform and you'll most likely see me there. There you go. You heard it there, folks. Like, save, subscribe, share, whatever it may yeah, be, yeah. whatever platform you're on. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.